everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff and I'm your host. I'm the creator and editor-in-chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, which is a media company comprised of a website, podcast, mobile app, and a list of wonderful divorce professionals. Divorce is hard. <laughs> so that seems like kind of a general topic. We all know that divorce is hard. Anyone who's ever been through a divorce will tell you it's hard. I can tell you it's hard. I went through a divorce. And I want to spend this podcast offering divorce tips that my guest and I think are going to be helpful for you. So you could be somebody listening who's thinking about going through a divorce or somebody who's at the beginning of a divorce or in the middle of a divorce or even after divorce. And I think you'll really benefit from this. My guest today is divorce coach Karen Covey. And I absolutely adore Karen. Karen is a former divorce attorney. So she was a divorce attorney several years ago, like in the 90s. Practiced divorce law for many, many years, like decades. Also was a divorce mediator. And then in 2015 or so, Karen decided that she wanted to become a divorce coach. And she has since dedicated her entire practice only to divorce coaching. She does not mediate divorces anymore or do practice divorce law. And what I love so much about Karen as a divorce coach is that if you hire her as a divorce coach, you're going to get her expertise as a divorce attorney and a divorce mediator. Not that she's going to be giving you legal advice, but she has that experience. And I've actually known Karen for years, maybe a decade, and just think the world of her. So, hi, Karen. Hey, Jackie. Thanks for having me on the podcast. How was that for an introduction? That was phenomenal. I'm, <laughs> I, I have no words. I think your tips are going to be so wonderful and so appreciated by the listeners. I really do. Before we get into the 17 tips, Tell me what you feel about divorce is hard. Do you feel divorce is hard from the clients that you've worked with? Like, tell me how you feel about that title. Oh, absolutely. I mean, from in the decades that I've been working with people going through a divorce, I've never had anyone say, ha, yeah, this is a walk in a park. No problem. You know, it's hard for everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're the one who initiated the divorce or you're the one who didn't initiate the divorce, male, female, parent, not a parent, doesn't matter. It's hard for everybody, period, full stop. It is. But just because it's hard, it doesn't mean that you can't get through it, that you can't be happy while you're having this hard time. You can still have a happy life, like some of your day is going to be happy, of course. And it doesn't mean that you're going to end up with a hard life either. Exactly. I mean, hopefully, you know, it's like I tell my clients, you don't want divorce to become the focus of the rest of your life. You want it to be a blip in the radar screen of your life. So even though it's hard, I mean, sometimes we have to do hard things, but living through the hard thing, you're always going to get some unexpected benefits from that. 
And hopefully after your divorce is behind you, you have set yourself up then to move on with the rest of your life and be happy and, you know, do the things that you've always wanted to live the life that you want to live on your terms. Let's get to the tips. Tip number one, stay out of court. Yeah, that's kind of self-explanatory. I mean, people think that they want their day in court. They want to be able to to tell the judge their story. They're looking for emotional justice. But what they don't realize is that's not what they're going to get in court. The court system is structured in a way that you never get a chance to tell your story. And the truth is you never want a complete stranger in a black robe making a decision that's going to affect you and your family for the rest of your lives. It's just not a good idea. What do you say to people who will say, you know what, though, there's no way I have to litigate. My ex is completely irrational and there's no way we're going to be able to mediate. What do you say to those people? If you have no choice, then litigation is your only choice, right? But what people don't understand is that 90 to 95% or better of all cases are going to settle at some point. So even if you feel like you have to use litigation, and I would say, you know, it's at least worth trying mediation in most circumstances, but sometimes you know it's not going to work. Great. You end up going to court, but understand that at some point you are going to settle. So you can always mediate in the middle of your divorce or mediate towards the end of your divorce. You can, you're going to negotiate at some point in some way. Um, so even with litigation, that doesn't mean you're going to go all the way through a trial. Absolutely. And for the listeners, what I want you to know is that even if you are sitting here saying, oh, there's no way I can't even sit in the same room as my ex. There's no way we're not even talking. We can't. We have to do litigation. You are not the first person to feel that way. Everybody, almost everybody feels that way at one point or another. And like Karen said, like 95% of people end up settling before a trial. So it, it's possible to mediate even if you feel like you can't even be the, in the same room with your soon-to-be spouse. Don't you think so, Karen? Absolutely, 100% yes. And there, there are different kinds of mediation. You may be able to mediate without having to sit in the same room with your spouse. Maybe you're in two separate rooms and the mediator's going back and forth between you. So I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Even if you think it's impossible, until you try, you don't know for sure. 100%. You're listening to the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pillisoff and my guest, divorce coach Karen Covey. And Karen and I are offering 17 divorce tips we think will help you before, during, and after your divorce. Before we move on to tip number two, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Co-parenting isn't easy. Trying to communicate with an ex about the kids' schedules, expenses, and the divorce itself can feel awkward, frustrating, and stressful. Guess what? The app Our Family Wizard can take this stress away and make co-parenting so much easier. I wish I would have known about Our Family Wizard when I was getting divorced. Our Family Wizard is an app used by more than a million parents and family law professionals 
all who want to keep everything on the same page with their ex-spouse or their clients. I'm talking about shared calendars, expenses, messaging, files, and other critical family information. People often say to me, I really don't like dealing with my ex. Well, guess what? Our family wizard makes it so much easier. Everything you both put into the app is kept on record, so it encourages both people to be amicable and fair. It also lets you put in all your expenses, so now your ex can see exactly to the penny what you're spending on the kids. This reduces resentment so much because people can actually see where their child support payments are going. I cannot say enough about Our Family Wizard. It's a great app, it's very affordable, and it will make your life so much easier and better. To learn more, visit OurFamilyWizard.com. I also wanna mention the company Fraud Coach. So Fraud Coach was created by forensic accountant Tracy Conan, and Tracy designed the Divorce Money Guide, the Post-Divorce Money Guide, and the Marriage Money Guide. Let me tell you, this is a great way to find out if your spouse is hiding money, and it's a great way to learn how to manage your own finances. It is wonderful. Check it out. Go to fraudcoach.com, and you can find both of these resources at divorcedgirlsmiling.com in the Trusted Partner section. Welcome back to the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pillisoff and my guest, divorce coach, Karen Covey. Karen and I are talking 17 divorce tips we think will help you because divorce is hard. Karen, let's move on to tip number two, which is get a therapist. Why do you feel that that's necessary? Because I think it should be required for every divorce. I 100% agree with you. Divorce is not only hard, it's extremely emotional. And a therapist can help you deal with your emotions as you're going through them because you're going to be on a roller coaster. You're going to feel a whole gamut of emotions, happy, sad, angry, frustrated, hurt, you know, depressed, blah, 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 on and on and on. And a therapist can help you manage all of those emotions so that you can clear your head and use your brain to think about all the decisions that you want to make. And when you're going through a divorce, you're going to be faced with more life-changing decisions in a relatively short period of time than you will at any other similar period of time in your life. And if you're so emotional, you can't think straight, you're not going to make good decisions. Tip number three, decide how you want to divorce first and then hire a divorce lawyer. Yeah, this is such a big one. Everybody thinks that, you know, when, you, when you're getting a divorce, the first thing you need is to lawyer up. That is so not true. The first thing you need to do is figure out how do you want to get a divorce? Do you want to go through mediation? Do you want to try collaborative divorce? Do you, do you think you're going to end up in litigation and want to start there? What divorce process do you want to use? And then once you've chosen your process, then you choose the lawyer who is experienced in that process. Because if you do it the other way around, what happens is you pick the lawyer and then you end up going through a divorce in whatever way that lawyer goes through a divorce, right? Because if you, it's like the, the saying goes, when, when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So if you go to the divorce litigator, they're gonna say to you, oh yeah, 
I will fight for your rights. I will protect you. That's what you've got to do. You go to the lawyer who is more mediative. They'll say, you know, mediation, we can work this out. Don't worry. So the lawyer is telling you not what you need, but what they do, because that's the only thing that they offer. So it's much smarter to pick the process first and then hire the lawyer second. Absolutely. And it's not the lawyer's fault. They're just doing their thing. So in other words, the mediator lawyer is the mediator lawyer. The litigating lawyer is that that's just their specialty. But I think Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is interview some lawyers because they'll tell you the processes and then they'll tell you what they specialize in and then you can make your decision. Exactly. And, you know, the lawyer believes in whatever process they specialize in. That's why they specialize. So it's not like they're necessarily trying to pull the wool over your eyes. They're just telling you what they do, but they're persuading you to do it because they think that's what's going to be best, you know, for everybody. And it's not necessarily true. Number four, be careful which lawyer you hire. Yeah, the other thing that should go without saying, but you'd be surprised at how often it does not, is that you want to hire a lawyer who's experienced in divorce, who knows what they're doing, who knows the judges, because that's a big part of any divorce either, especially if you're going to litigate. You've got to know, well, what is a judge likely to do in my circumstance? But even if you're going to go through mediation, you still need to know what do judges in my area, how do they apply the law? What's likely to happen? Should I go to court? Because that tells you, that sets the boundaries of what you should mediate or negotiate for. I mean, if there's no chance that you're going to get what you want from any judge, then insisting on getting it in a mediation or a negotiation makes no sense. It's not going to happen, and you're going to blow the whole negotiation or mediation up because you're looking for something that's unreasonable, right? So you have to have a lawyer who not only knows the law but knows the judge. Now, you bring up a good point because people listening might be thinking, oh, well, I have a friend who said she'd do it for really cheap, She's a lawyer, but she doesn't do a lot of divorce, but she said she'd do it for me. Bad idea. Totally bad idea. You get what you pay for. 100%. Number five, take care of yourself. Now, that's kind of like generic, but <laughs> what do we mean by that? It means that divorce is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And if you were training for a marathon, you wouldn't go out and eat pizza and french fries every day for dinner and not, you know, not do your laps, not run, not get enough sleep, not take care of your body. Divorce is the same thing. Your body, your soul, your spirit, your mind, everything is connected. And if your body feels like garbage because, you know, you're eating terribly and you're not exercising and you're not taking care of yourself, Again, you're not going to be able to think as clearly. You're not going to be able to make as good of decisions. And you're going to be super emotional because you just feel bad. Okay, that is a very good point. And it bleeds into our next tip, which is do your best not to overindulge in anything. A hundred percent. Because here's the thing. I mean, everybody, you know, when things go bad, you look for your comfort of choice, whether that's 
you know, a little bit too much wine, whether that's, you know, comfort food, junk food, whether it's, you know, name your, your drug of choice. It could be shopping too much. It could be, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel good. That's what we tend to lean on. But what you want, and, and it's okay once in a while, but what you want to make sure is that you're not going over the top, that you're not doing it all the time. Because again, any kind of I don't want to say addictive behavior because like it's it's not like we're all addicted, but any kind of behavior that you're doing to make you feel good that's not really good for you ultimately is going to make you feel bad in the long run. And then you're just dealing with all of that, too. And you got enough to deal with. So it's better to just, you know, walk away from doing too much of anything and, you know, take again, take care of yourself. Well, you bring up a really good point. When I was first getting divorced, I was drinking wine every night just to calm my nerves, take the edge off. And my therapist at the time, oh, she was the best. And she's like, she told me that people going through a divorce have a predisposition to addiction because you're vulnerable and you're not really you. You're a different person. And so she said they have, uh, there's more of a chance if you were ever going to become an alcoholic in your life, your chances increase when you're going through such a stressful time such as divorce. So be really careful. And my other tip was when I realized I was drinking so much, I decided, okay, can I achieve this same feeling of calmness through something else? So I started making tea. And I would have a hot tea instead. And honestly, it was very comforting and served the same purpose. So it was good that I, I realized that as well. Number seven, circle the wagons. I love that one. Yeah, this, the bottom line is you should never go through your divorce alone. This is not the time to be stoic, to suck it up and have a stiff, stiff upper lip, as they say. This is the time where you need support. You need your family. You need your friends. You need people around you who can support you because going through this is a really, really tough thing, right? So you need some support. We're all human. And the one thing I want to caution your, your listeners about, though, is to be careful that you're not looking for support from your spouse's family. Because even if they love you, even if they think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, Blood is thicker than water. And if you and your spouse, if things turn ugly and you start to fight, they're going to be torn and their loyalty, there's a really good chance their loyalty is going to end up with the person who's their family member. So it, I'm not saying to cut those people out of your life by any means, but you got to be careful who you circle your wagons with. Number eight, take ownership of your divorce. This one is so important. Um, because people think that they're going to maybe hire a divorce professional, a lawyer, a coach, a therapist, or whoever, and they're just going to say, okay, especially with the lawyer, here's my divorce, take care of it, and everything is going to get done. And it doesn't happen that way. And your lawyer is not going to do a whole lot of things that you think your lawyer is going to do. So at the end of the day, it's your life and your responsibility. And if you want to Get, you know, give yourself the best chance for ending up where you want to be at the end of your divorce. 
you have to take responsibility and control. You have to be, as I like to say, you have to be the CEO of your own divorce because no one, not I don't care if you've got the best divorce lawyer in the world, no one is going to care about your divorce and your life more than you do. So what you're saying is that you sort of have to manage your divorce. Like you have to check in with your attorneys if you haven't heard from them and try to sort of move things along. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you've got to, you know, if you, for example, with documents, divorce is a document driven process. If you, you know, just email your divorce lawyer a Dropbox folder with all these, you know, random financial statements in it and say, here you go, and expect that they're going to put it all together and organize it for you, you're, you know, first of all, they're probably not going to do that. And second of all, even if they do, it's going to cost you a fortune, right? So you've got to, you know, stay on top of the divorce lawyers. You've got to give them what they need when they need it. You know, if they have to email you 57 times to get the same thing, you're paying for all of that, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so your divorce, you've got to be the one to quarterback it, if you will, and to say, okay, here's the, the financial piece. Here's the real estate piece. Like if, you're, if you've got to refinance your house or if you're selling your house or somebody's got to manage all of that. So you're the one who's got to be in the driver's seat staying on top of things. And I know that's hard when you're an emotional wreck, which is, again, why you need therapy, um, because ultimately the success of your divorce, how you get through it and where you end up at the end is in large part, it depends on how well you manage the divorce yourself and how much how involved you were and how much you took control. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pilisoff and my guest, divorce coach Karen Covey, and we are offering you 17 tips during divorce and after. Karen, tell the listeners if they want to work with you or reach you or have a question or want to consult, where can they find you? The best place to find me is on my website. It's KarenCovey.com, K-A-R-E-N-C-O-V-Y.com. There's no E in my version of Covey anyway. Um, and you can find tons of information plus a contact form. Just reach out to me and we'll talk. And you can also find Karen in the trusted partner section of Divorce Girl Smiling. Okay, moving on. Stop trying to control your spouse. Yeah, you can't control what your spouse does, where they live, who they talk to, even who they introduce the kids to. I mean, it's it's only natural, especially when you have children, that you want to control how your spouse parents and what they do with your kids, what your kids are exposed to. But it doesn't work. I mean, look at it this way. You couldn't control your spouse while you were married. What do you think the chances are that you're going to control him or her? while you're going through a divorce or even afterwards, right? It's not going to happen. So instead of trying to control someone else, it's way more effective to work on controlling yourself and your reaction to your spouse's behavior. And that will ultimately get you farther. Although I have to admit, it doesn't feel as satisfying in the moment when you just want to, you know, shake your spouse. But really controlling yourself and not trying to control them is going to get you farther. You're going to have so much anxiety if you think you have any control over what your ex is doing. 
Yeah, I mean, that to me was one of the hardest parts of divorce. I would get so upset when my kids went over to my exes and they didn't brush their teeth before bed or he gave them junk food and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, I wish I could take all of that back and just wish I would have realized how little control I had when it came to him, who he was dating, anything. You cannot control your spouse. That's a great tip, Karen. Next one, don't discuss the issues you have with your ex with your kids. Yeah, and this is everything, right? This is, you don't want to talk about what happened in court that morning. You don't want to have talk about who's doing what with the money. You, I mean, your kids don't need to hear that. What they need, you know, your kids, whether you like it or not, I mean, your kids love you. They love your spouse. Even if your spouse has done dumb things, doesn't matter. There's, it, it's still your kid's other parent. So when you talk badly about a parent, you know, your, 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 other, your spouse, what the kids hear, they, they internalize it because both parents are a part of them, right? So it hurts your children, even though, even if they're on the surface agreeing with you, the truth is you don't know what they're saying to your spouse when they're only with him or her, right? They're agreeing with them then. Why? Because they just want to make their parents happy. So don't put your kids in the middle. Don't talk about anything related to your divorce with the kids. They don't need to know. And it's so hard to do that. I understand if you are listening to your, to this and you feel like your ex really screwed you over, you are so mad at him or her, you feel like there's no justice, talk to your divorce coach, talk to your best friend, talk to your therapist. You can tell anybody, but don't talk to the kids about it. Last one, remember that your divorce doesn't end the day your judgment is signed. This one is so important. And I know the minute you're, the judge says you're divorced, you want to you wanna put it all behind you. You want to go, okay, I'm done. I don't have to deal with this person anymore. And off you go. But chances are, if you're like most people, you've still got bank accounts to separate, investment accounts to separate property to refinance, cars to retitle. You've got all the things, right, that still need to be done. And depending on where your listeners might be at, for example, in Illinois, the day the judge says you're divorced, your divorce is final. However, if there's something that you find out within the next 30 days after that, it's not totally impossible to open up that divorce judgment and go back and say, oh, hey, I found this hidden asset. I found my spouse lied about this. There was fraud. There was whatever. And before you know it, you're reopening the divorce and you're right back to where you started from. So for a lot of reasons, you want to, you know, make sure that all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. Everything is truly finished and final, 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 final before you, you know, have that divorce party or have a fling or do whatever it is, you know, that that you were going to do, although you should never treat your ex totally badly, especially if you have kids, but that's another discussion. And don't burn any bridges because, by the way, there's such things as post-litigation, so anyone can take anyone back to court for anything. So just remember that nobody ever got ahead and said they were so happy that they were mean to someone or treated somebody like crap. That just doesn't, that's not fulfilling to anybody. You know, you fantasize that it would be, but you won't feel good about yourself if you do that. 
just remember, I mean, karma is a real thing. If your spouse is doing stupid things, let your spouse, let them be, that be their karma, right? You don't have to be mean and sink down to their level. Ultimately, that's only going to make you feel bad. Karen, this has been so wonderful. I want to tell the listeners that we did not do all 17 because we kind of ran out of time because Karen and I could talk for hours. <laughs> but if you want to read the article that Karen wrote called Divorce is Hard, 17 Tips We Think Will Help, you can find it on Divorced Girl Smiling. So, Karen, thank you so much for taking time to do this. You're just such a wonderful guest, and you're a great divorce coach. Oh, thank you so much, Jackie. It has truly been my pleasure, you know, being here with you, and I appreciate, I appreciate your time. I appreciate all you do for the people who are going through a divorce, and I just want to say thank you. In closing, I want to say this to my listeners. Divorce really is hard. We understand, we know that if you need to cry and grieve this, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Not only are you going to be fine, but with good divorce professionals on your team and making good decisions and trying to keep the emotion out of the business part of your divorce, you are going to be so much more than fine. And you deserve to be that. You deserve a happy healthy, and beautiful life ahead. So with that, I want to say thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you want to read Karen's article, if you want to listen to more podcasts, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com.